0: welcome to solo cleaning school are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business step into today's class with your guide ken carfagno so you can win for your family welcome back to the solo cleaning school podcast i'm digging into some optimizing tools that I teach in my ISO model. I think this is going to be an episode that you really enjoy. Why? Because you get to call out your son if you have any that are teenagers. But before we do, let's dig into a funny papers edition directly connected to the main lesson in this podcast. My son, Kenny, is amazing. I love him. He helps me clean He's also the editor of this podcast, and he's also the lawnmower, grass cutter of our lawn, and he was getting frustrated back in the early part of this 2020 grass cutting season. Why? Because we have about an acre that we're responsible for, and he would take two days to cut the grass. His total time was about two hours and 45 minutes to get the grass done over two days. And yes, he had to take some prep time, clearing sticks from the grass, moving picnic tables and chairs and toys from the kids. That did take 15 to 20 minutes, no doubt. But he also spent two hours and 15, two hours and 30 minutes actually cutting the grass over two days. Dad, come on, can we get a riding mower? It's taking me too long. I knew this is where the lesson would apply. So here's what I did. I have done this to solo cleaners for a long time, and it's fun. Plus, I get to prove a point to my teenage son. And if you have any teenagers, they are always right, aren't they? Here's what I told Kenny. You're off duty this week. I'm cutting the grass and I'll have it done in an hour. (laughs) He's like, okay, dad, sounds good. I'm going to go chill out. But he couldn't chill out. He wanted to watch me. Something inside of him was challenged. Two and a half hours of cutting the grass over two days, and here his dad, who's more than twice his age, can get it done in an hour? I don't think so, Dad. I'm going to watch you out the window. I had no system, as this was literally the first time I ever had to cut my own grass, at our house that we've been at for just over a year. Why, because our kids divvy up all the chores and my oldest gets the lawn. I told Kenny to go do the prep work and once it was done, to come get me. He said, Dad, your turn, Mr. One Hour Man. I said, okay, son, watch me win. And I walked outside, grabbed the lawnmower, cranked it, and I completed the entire lawn in one hour and 15 minutes. Not the one hour I thought, But not the two and a half it took him. I am twice his age and halved his time. He was not happy. He was stunned and quite mad as he stormed downstairs to see how I got it done. Dad, how'd you, what'd you, what? See, here's what happened. His upper limit was blown. That was a great illustration of... How you prove to someone that it can be done faster, better, smarter. And like I mentioned in the story, Kenny's upper limit was blown. Prior to watching me cut the grass, he was like the Roger Bannister haters. Do you know Roger Bannister? You know that story? Back in the 1950s, people thought it was impossible to complete a one mile run in under four minutes. In fact, the best minds in science and in the medical field even proved that, oh, it is not possible for the human body physiologically to compete at a level to complete a mile in under four minutes. That was the best science and medicine of the day. And then Roger Bannister broke that four-minute mile in 1954. And you know what happened after that? Hundreds of other runners have accomplished it since. And what about the medical and science community? Oh, I always knew the human body could do it. And that's what happens. Winners put out the challenge and prove to others. Losers make excuses and say it can't be done. Winners find a way to do it. Remember that, solo cleaners. So Kenny's belief system was changed. It was rocked when he saw me do a two and a half hour yard in 75 minutes. And here's what his response was. Dad, I heard you say you could do it faster, but I had to see it to believe it. This gave him a new target. Realize something about people. We are all wired to compete. Once I showed Kenny that the grass could be cut in 75 minutes. Do you know what that sucker did? He duplicated me on the first try. And then after, I guess it's been about two months now, he's getting that stinking yard done in one hour or less every time. He's got it optimized better than I did. See, my son just needed a new number to shoot for, to beat. And this plays so beautifully into the story that Dale Carnegie told about Industry leader, Charles Schwab, in the classic book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And if you haven't read that book, go and read it. Check out what Charles Schwab did. There was a manufacturing facility that was underproducing. Charles, being the president of the company, stopped in the manufacturing facility. And everyone's like, oh, no, it's Charles. It's Mr. Schwab. He's going to he's going to criticize us. He's going to fire us. We better. What is he going to do? He didn't say anything. He walked up to the morning crew boss. He got a piece of chalk. And on the floor, he wrote a number and then walked away. And then when the morning crew figured out what the number was, meaning it was the number of units that the night crew had produced, the morning crew's like, oh, well, they produced nine units. We're going to go for 10. And then they would produce 10. At the end of the day, they would cross off the 9 and or erase the 9 and write 10. And then they would go home. The night crew would come in. They'd see their 9 was erased. What the heck? The morning crew got 10. We're going to get 11. This went on for months. And that manufacturing facility went on to be a top producer nationally. Charles didn't say a word to them. He didn't yell at them. He inspired and motivated them using a psychological phenomenon in human beings called competition. This is an optimizing skill. How do we incorporate this into our strategy? Let's talk about that. Let's bring this mindset into house cleaning. We need to first, just like Kenny was picking up the sticks and moving the furniture, that's prep time, that takes time. And Kenny got it fast at that as well. We need to first train our clients to pick up after themselves prior to cleaning, the cleaning before the cleaner. It's not they physically have to clean their house, but they needed to clutter their home. And this is amazing for both sides. Number one, for them, clutter leads to emotional stress. So knowing the cleaner's coming every two weeks or every week, whatever the situation They can declutter their house, remove the stress from them because they're forced to because the cleaner's coming. This is good for them and it's good for us, the cleaners, because we can now show up and essentially mow the grass. Or in this particular situation, it is show up and clean the house. That's the first piece of this. Now, imagine you are a house cleaner with times similar to Kenny. That would be maybe an average house of 2,000 square feet, and it's taking you four hours to clean. Hey, if you're there, don't worry about it. If you're five hours, don't worry about it. You can get better. If I taught you through the ISO model, the optimization cycle, the optimizer's toolbox, all of the different pieces in my system, how to shave off one hour from each house, do you know how much time that can save you? at 10 houses per week, it would be 52 weeks times one hour times 10 houses per week is 520 hours that you shaved off per year. If we fill that time, that 520 hours with brand new bi-weekly houses at let's say $150 per visit, that's an extra in revenue for your solo cleaning business on the same amount of time you were using for 10 houses. Now you have more houses in the same amount of time, creating $26,000 more per year. Optimization is the addition of little numbers equaling a big one. Once my son had the challenge in front of him, just like those workers in Charles Schwab's manufacturing facility. Once he had a number that was better than what he was doing, he could either come up with a reason why he couldn't do it, or he could prove that he could not only do it, but beat it. I knew my son was a winner. I knew that he was an optimizer. And that's why he did duplicate my 75 minutes and eventually beat it. This is how optimizing happens. It is... Absolutely psychological. Yes, you do need to get better physically and physiologically and smarter with your cleaning movements. You will get faster that way. And that's part of my optimizer's toolbox, the system itself. Absolutely. But the mental component is the most important. That's why I say optimizing is more mental than physical. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Solo Clean School Podcast. Remember to tune in for the next episode where I have a follow-up to this story on Kenny. And I think you'll also like it because I tell how Kenny developed the loser's limp and turned it into something winning. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.